Hello? Ah, there you are. See, I wasn't sure if we got connected. But I'm glad you picked up. If this is the first time you're calling with me, I appreciate you picking up. My name is Leon, and this is Call Me. It's been a very long time, my friend, and I'm glad to see you here. I'm grateful that you chose to talk to me today. And it's always nice to have someone there for you, right? Always nice to have a friend. But in any case, this is about telling stories and perspectives. So I have a nice topic to talk about today. So why don't you sit back, relax, be in your zone, and let's get right into it. Today, I would love to share with you the power and downfall of memory. You've heard it right, memory. It's something that a lot of us take for granted. And uh, I believe that memory serves as both a place marker for who we were, and it gives us reference for who we want to be. And this is a really interesting topic, because as I've had conversations recently, some people choose to use their memory as a weapon in order to further themselves in life, knowing what not to do, knowing what to do, and simply venturing onwards from there. Others, in their case, they use the memory in order to provide for identity, in order to something to stick onto, something to give them comfort in times of need in which they don't know who they are. It's a really funny thing because I like to associate memory with a small bit of trauma. It sounds bad, I know, I know, but just listen. Trauma allows us to learn. It pushes us into a better perspective. It can also push us into a worse one. Trauma is simply an instance that is profoundly impactful and modifies our life in a way that we've never seen before. Whether it be a breakup or a failed test or just a really bad experience or a great one, I think all of it impacts us with something, but trauma has a negative connotation. So the first things first, think about a time in which you had something really, really strange happened to you, something very unique. Whether it be a car crash, which happens very incidentally, that is very scary. Or it could be something as simple as having an interview. That gives us a little bit of trauma as well because we blank out and we're just like, oh my gosh, what should I say? What should I do? So much pressure on the line, right? So these things, think about a memory in which you've had such a profound impact and how it steered your life. A lot of times we can definitely pick up one or two, but I'd like you to dive even deeper. What about middle school? What about high school? During that time of our lives, we kind of develop in a way that it sets our foundations for the future. And I'll give you a little tidbit about myself. In middle school and high school, I definitely was not, was not trying to experiment past my boundaries and I just kind of stayed towards my own thing because there's an element of ego attached when we think identity. There's element of who are we when it comes to memory. When we think of all the things we've done in our life, regardless of whether you know or not, it's associated to who you are, who you are as a person rather. And so when we associate memories with who we are, oftentimes it's a double-edged sword. We can choose to venture past, 
to build upon what we had. But some people I've noticed, especially me, especially me in the past, I wanted to rewrite everything. I wanted to restart in a way that's like completely different because anything would have been better than that. For a long time, I changed my appearance and whatnot in order to satiate my need to change. Because changing your appearance is easy. I mean, getting a clipper to your head or getting some scissors, I mean, that's pretty quick. And let me tell you, I've done that before. Definitely would be one of the more questionable decisions. Do I regret it? No. But in the sense, our memory is ingrained in us. And when we want to restart, there must have been something very, very fundamentally difficult about that time in which you want to change everything about yourself. There's three psychological terms I want you to keep in mind of that I learned from my lecture. Repression, suppression, and intellectualization. So in a sense, they're defense mechanisms, coping rather. And so oftentimes when we have good and bad experiences, And we think about it a little too much. I guess think in general. When we think about it, we have a sense of, do I want to forget this or do I want to remember it? And most people in my life that I realized, they constantly fill their life with distractions. I can't say that I'm perfect either. I fill my life with tons of distractions, whether it be a game of League of Legends or some some sort of thing. Uh, I'll distract myself in order to stray away from the truth at hand or what I want to realize. My best suggestion to this is keep a journal by your side. Keep a journal and write in it in the morning, in the night, whenever there's an impactful occasion. Of course, you're using an element of intellectualization in which you are rationalizing your behavior or you're at least understanding it so then there's less emotion attached. But for the most part, it allows us to see our memory in a way that is insightful, that is building, that has more than just a feeling associated with it. I often tell people that I don't want you to remember what I say, but I want you to remember how it feels. I speak a lot, of course, but the idea is to ingrain sort of a seed, to put a little bit of an idea inside of you that can revolutionize your life. So our feelings, our feelings with these memories shape our lives in a certain way because obviously humans don't want to experience bad feelings. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple to understand that we don't like bad things. I mean, whatever is bad in our life rather. And there's an element of humanity attached to that, that feeling. And whenever we want to conjure up the same motivations or the same happinesses that we've experienced in our memory, our past, then we have to reference our memory. What steers our future decisions is not actually logic, whether you believe it or not. Our emotions lead to action. And let me put this in your head. Why don't you imagine a car? There's two people in it. The person who's the direction giver in the passenger seat. 
and then the driver who is steering the actual car itself. I know we're talking about cars today a lot, but what steers our actual actions are our emotions. That's what drives the car. Whereas our passenger picks up patterns, picks up recognition, picks up these rationales that we've created. It's our somewhat bias and our thinking, our perspectives of life. And so when you put this into perspective, since our emotions govern the way that we take action and our logic governs the way that we see the world, it has to be in unity. It can't be a force in which two things are divided. Because what ends up happening when our emotions and logic are separated is called fragmentation. A lot of people, lots of people that I've coaxed through breakups and have given them advice with relationships, they always say, it's heart versus mind. I love this person, but it's not right for me. What should I do? So this is what you should do. You should do what you want. Do exactly what your heart tells you to do. Because guess what? Whether it goes good or bad, you'll find a truth to it. And that truth will help you in every one of your future endeavors. There's almost what I call a hidden string, a hidden web between concepts. And whether you could learn just the bare minimum thing or a lot, that teaches you a lot. And it helps your passenger, your passenger map-giving direction giver, it helps them, your mind, kind of govern the way that you see the world in the future. When we give into our emotions, of course, it's like saying crash into the wall. Why don't I just speed to 150 miles per hour? And to go off on a little bit of a tangent, since your emotions want to do so much, what ends up happening is it gives us depression, anxiety, burnout, those negative emotions. So trust me when I say, why not just do it and just feel your emotions, really allow yourself to feel in order to act. Because once it's all over, you'll be wondering, how do I get that again? The past is both lessons and pain. In fact, every single event that happens in your life teaches you something that you don't know about yourself. And whether you want to know or you don't, it's only beneficial if you try to learn about yourself. Because you don't want to be in a boxing match with your mind and heart for the rest of your life. So the past is all this good and bad. Unfortunately, though, humans are built to remember the past in a bad way, a bad connotation, or remember the bad events a little bit more. Because why? We want to remember the things that damage us, the things that don't feel so good in order to avoid them. That's coming from a place of almost fear, a fear-based response, and it's almost cowardly in my mind. The point is, we should try to honor the good parts a lot more. Because the good in life significantly overwhelms the negative. 
Most of the neg- thing, negative things that happen in your life aren't due to completely your fault. We associate this negativity with what is wrong with us. That's right. We often judge ourselves in such a way that we think there is something wrong with us. For a long time, I've struggled with acceptance or having people like me for who I am. So I often ask a question to myself. Was it me or was it them? And oftentimes, I want it to be me because at least I could change. At least I could morph because this should not be what life is like. I was about 18 I think I was pretty edgy and cool and I was like oh yeah I have so much control over my emotions and mind and I actually prided myself on being somewhat of a sociopath I was like oh yeah I can just flip the switch and just turn off my emotions right away but is that really what we should want whether to change drivers change heart and mind and flip the scripts I'm not sure if that is human In fact, I think it took away from my humanity a little bit, and my actions reflected that. It's not who I wanted to be. I don't think anyone in the world wants to necessarily do bad, be bad, or influence the world in a way that's bad. Nobody wants that. But it's in a sense what our emotions want. It's a cry for help. And a lot of our actions tell that. A lot of our actions in the past can tell you what you're calling out for. What do you need? Because our hearts, our heart drives our actions, right? So use the past as a reference to what you need in your own life. It can give you a lot of direction, actually. And I'm saying honor the good parts and also remember the bad. Because the good teaches you a lot about what you want. And then the bad teaches you about how you react in times of need. The important thing is that you take it all into perspective. I was dumb, but I was too smart to think that this was how it's supposed to be. This can't be what David Goggins or some motivational speakers like Jay Shetty, this couldn't be how they lived life. Because if they got to a point where they were, they were pretty happy or they're pretty content with their lives, They're clearly not doing it my way. They're not acting like it, I suppose. So the next tip I got for you is get role models. During tennis, I role modeled, my role model was the tennis captain. Shout out to Sam Straub, he was amazing. He kind of taught me a little bit about everything, everything when it comes to maturity, and I developed a lot from that. And as I ventured into college, my role model was all these figures on YouTube, all the YouTube videos I was watching. Of course, understand that we have biases. But the point is, we need to get some role models to kind of influence our lives in a way that we can steer our emotions in the right way. Again, going back to the driving analogy. We have a perception of life, okay? Everyone has a different one. Everyone always has like a different map, so to say. And so in order to get your emotions to work with you, 
You need to have things that you believe are good. People want to do what's good. Whether that good is something that's bad for somebody else, it doesn't matter. Whatever's good's for you, you steer your life that way. We always like traits that we see from other people. People have different sorts of traits that create a wonderful experience for you to learn from. And I love to tell you about my relationships, whether that be acquaintances, friendships, actual romantic ones. These relationships dive so deep into your emotions and really reveal a lot about how you're supposed to act and how you did act. Reflect on a time in which you had a breakup or a friend breakup or just you didn't have a great time socially. Reflect on that time and wonder to yourself, what is it I did? If we're the perfect person, what we do is we act perfectly. We're just like, we're the perfect partner. We're absolutely fantastic. But that's never the case. And I say never as in absolutely never. Like a good friend said, it's truly a shame when we see somebody completely reversing their lives. 180, the opposite direction. And a part of that's due to our environment. When we have the environment that enables our best, we become the best. When we have an environment that traps us, makes us from a square into a triangle, a circle into a trapezoid, it's simply impossible for us to be the person that we want to be fundamentally. Our core traits and identity, which we have with the past. Because the truth is, our environment allows our past to develop into a future. And whether that's enabled in a great way in which you find all the traits that you love to see in yourself, and you feel great every day, or it's riddled with fragments of, oh, I should do this, I should do that. It ruins our perception of who we should be. And there leads to an identity crisis. It's funny because when I look back at my Spotify playlist, I had a playlist called Identity Fraud. And this was a time where I was just like sulking and melancholic all the time. And I think to myself, why was I that way? And the truth was, I acted in a way in which I fulfilled the perceptions of others versus truly finding out who I was based on reflection, introspection, all that sorts. I simply erased all the bad parts of my being and just repressed it, kept it down, kept it to the side. And I'm like, oh, I can worry about it later. Well, now is later. And I realized a lot. It's about truly understanding that our actions, every single thing that we did is from something. I ask people what's their favorite color, either they're, whether they're children, adults, or people my age around college. But these people say a really profound thing. I don't know why I like this color, or I just like it because I like it. And I, I like scream, I scream inside, and maybe outside sometimes. But why is it that we do certain things, but we don't even understand them? It's crazy. It's profound. I get, I get driven insane when I hear that people don't even know what they like. They just like it because they do. Same thing goes for people who just play hard, work hard. They are doing what they have to do, but their core identity is not between. It's not either of them. It's not working hard or playing hard. 
In fact, it's a balance. The most visual representations of this are people who just get super held in their vices. People who are addicted to either drugs, relationships, uh, validation even. These people don't even know what they're doing. They just do it because that's what they feel like they should do. That's what they, it's almost like they're coping every single day that they're living and that's a shame to see. And so I just beg of you to ask yourself why. Just ask one more why. And if you can't even journal, journaling is absolutely fantastic. I'll recommend this to everybody I meet. I, be, I buy journals for people. Okay, you need to do it. Because you need to know what you did before. You need to see your own journey. We often can judge people so easily and forgive ourselves so easily. It's all the biases of life. So why don't we take our time to be smart enough to break that cycle, break the cycle of us constantly repeating the past. Do something different. So next time you go out, why don't you try to do it alone? Why don't you try to be alone for the first time and really understand everything about yourself? Do you feel anxious? Do you not like it? Why is that? I went for a period of two or two and a half years really not having friends. Like, I'm serious. I didn't have anything that came close to a friend. They were all acquaintances, fragments of just communication, fragments of vulnerability. And often it just didn't work out that way. So I chose to be alone because instead of filling my distractions with getting boba every single day or going to the gym every single day, distracting myself from what was really in front of me, I decided to dive deep into who I was when I was alone. And I found this podcast. I created this and then I had all these thoughts and ideas and I'm, I'm just sharing them. One day last year in early June, it was my birthday. And what I did was something that people normally do not do. I recognized that it was my birthday, but I did not want to celebrate. I treated it as a day in which I could reflect on my year in a form of memory. So there I did drive down to one of the most beautiful places nearby me. It's called Adriatica Village, if you don't know. Lots of water, pretty lights. I brought a journal. I sat on the grass as the sun began to set. And the wind was blowing. I was very much at peace. And it allowed me to see a perspective of life, of my life in particular, in a way that was serene and had less emotion attached to it. I could see my life as if I wrote it like a book. I could see my life as if it was a movie I wanted to enjoy. And that's really powerful. A lot of people take special moments for granted and they have fun but they never reflect on it. The most powerful moments in my life are all thanks to my ability of being alone. My want of finding myself, finding who I am. And so those special moments where people can come together and chat with me, 
are so much more special. In a sense, I reflected and I realized a couple main things that I want to share with you as well. Number one, our experiences are something we should cherish, regardless of whether it's good or bad. Two, we should try our best to seek out experiences that challenge us, experiences that we would never foresee us doing before. And last but not least, honor the memory of those who have left your life, whether it be simply circumstantial, where distance makes it hard, or it be somebody leaving. We honor those memories because every single time that we've had a memory or we choose to act, we never want to choose to act in a bad way for us. We want to choose a way where we experience the most happiness and experience the most joy in the moment. We chose what was best for us then and there. So don't blame yourself if a bad memory comes into head, because the truth is we all want things to be good and they were good at some point. So cherish that and remember that. I don't want to say it, but I have to say it. So a quote from uh, Kung Fu Panda, one of my favorite movies of all time, because it was Asian and uh, anyways, it's a whole spiel for another time. The past is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That is why it's called the present. Yes, indeed, we can learn a lesson from that. When you look in the past, it's history. And when you look in the future, it's something you don't know. But especially when it comes to memory, we chose what we could do best at the time. We tried to do the best we could with the most we knew. No one chooses a bad option. No one wants their life to go poorly. It's that simple. So forgive yourself for making a decision that may have impacted you negatively. And accept that you're human at the end of the day and it'll all be okay. Thank you for listening to me talk for the past 30 minutes or so. I appreciate your time and I appreciate you sticking by with me. It's always nice to have a friend there to support you. I'd like to thank all my listeners for giving this a shot. And if you're new here or if you've been here for a long time, I'm very appreciative. Whether it be one person or a hundred people, I cannot imagine that there are people out there across the world listening to what I have to say and hopefully using my advices in some way or another. It's all about storytelling, and I hope it made your day a little bit more interesting. Well, anyways, I'm taking too much of your time. Bye-bye.